Welcome to the Weekly Fix. I'm your host, Zane, and I'm joined here with... Jacob. And uh, this week, we're going to be talking about Loki. Um, We finished off last week, we talked about the premiere of Loki, and this week we get to talk about Episode 2 on Season 1. Jacob, what did you think about the, the episode? I thought it was another really, really good episode that Marvel put out. And I feel like what this episode portrayed, I feel like... I was honestly expecting a lot slower of an episode, but they definitely kept the pace. And they kept it in a way, though, that wasn't just fighting and, you know, explosions and all this stuff. It kept the pace with just, like, methodical thinking. And I feel like this show is really portraying how high the stakes are, especially episode two. I mean, episode two was just such a high-stakes episode, it felt like. So I'm really enjoying the pace at which this show is going with. Yeah, I think it's going to really, really... Uh, fast paced. I think it's, but I don't think it's too fast. I think that's exactly what you want from a show. That it's not just uh, dragging out for the non, for just the point of dragging on. Um, but I, I also, um, I'm really enjoying just how it isn't like you said, just explosions and and pure action because it's a show that makes you think. And and I really enjoy shows that make you think. And and this one's already doing that. And I think. I think this one was actually a little bit of a slower episode. It was a little bit more simple um, because I, I think it's a little bit of an appetizer to dip our toe into what's actually coming uh, later in the season. I completely agree. And you know what? One of my favorite movies of all time, which this is not like going away from Loki, is I would honestly say it might be my favorite movie of all time. If you guys have seen it, it's called Inception. Inception was a movie that sure it had some great action scenes in it, but what does that movie make you do? almost the whole time you're thinking you're thinking of is this really happening are they inside of a dream are they inside someone's head some inside, inside of someone's imaginations this show shows me so much of that i feel like i'm always thinking about all right what is happening what earth are they on what am i supposed to be seeing that's not being shown to us you know there's a lot of things going on in the background and there's always stuff we're supposed to be paying attention to so Obviously, if I'm a big fan of that movie, this show has really executed a lot of things that made that movie so great, and that's one of the things I'm loving about it. Okay, so you just said you have a lot of things going on in the background that you want to think about. Did you pick up anything this week that you thought was in the background that you wanted to to talk about a little bit more? So the biggest thing, and it's a little theory that I've seen floating around, and it hasn't gained a lot of traction, but I'm starting to see it a little bit more picking up pace. Um, and it's something I really, really kind of hope happens, because if Marvel does this, I feel like their writing is really starting to get back on track. And that is the one employee at McDonald's that Sylvie is always talking to. You see her talk to him at the very end of the episode. She asks if he needs a ride home or if his mom's coming to pick him up or something like that. There's a big theory going around right now that that's actually Mobius, and that was his life before he got pulled into the TVA stuff. And I think that is hmm. just such a background thing happening. And it's really, you know, it is it is a little bit out there, right? But I really kind of like the idea of it, because if you look at the timeline, the ages kind of match up. I believe that year was 1982, if I'm mistaken, or some, sometime in the 80s. Um, and, you know, his age, I mean, we would probably guess what Mobius is right in his late 30s, 40s. Right in that area right there, it really kind of matches up really well. Hmm. And it's something that I think is a very interesting thing. And it's something that is 100% going on in the background. They've not given us any inclination to think that's actually Mobius. But it is something that I feel like this show can actually execute on, especially with all the timeline stuff. And you never know what timeline they're actually in. You know, they're jumping around. There could be a lot of background stuff that we're seeing of characters that we're actually watching that they're not showing us yet. Well, and in addition to that, you know... Um... You know their memories have been wiped multiple times, and they get get wiped when they become TVA agents. So, I mean, there's definitely a little bit of uh, there's a little bit to that that could hold water. Um, It'd be really interesting if you know he has a jet ski at his house um, that he's saving (laughs) up toward. um, You know that's why he's working at McDonald's so he can buy a jet ski. That would be pretty. That'll be the that'll be the very end credit scene of the entire show. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. Um, spoiler alert! Uh, if you don't want to see anything that's coming in the future, but in one of the one of the trailers, uh, it does show Lo- uh, Mo- uh, Mobius standing in front of a jet ski. So, yep. you know, we're gonna get to see. It's not in water, um, but you know, he's gonna at least get to look at one. 
Right. <laughs> and um, right. speaking of Mobius, I think it's really interesting. Um, the uh, just we're gonna fast forward a little bit through the through the episode here, but when uh, Loki and him take a break after Brad's kind of got under their skin and they're eating pie, mm-hmm. and uh, you know. He he. Uh, Loki's trying to talk to Mobius about. Don't you want to know what your your life on the timeline was like? And Mobius is like, No, I I, I don't want to know because I, I don't want to. And he goes, well, What if it was? You know, what if it was bad? And and, Lo- and Mobius goes, No. What if it was good? And he, it's like you know this whole idea of like ignorance is bliss. And if he knows he has a if he you know if he knows he had a good life on the timeline. And now he's been stripped of it. I think the anger and the overwhelming emotions would be too much. And I think we're going to see a lot of that battle coming forward through the season that he's going to be struggling with is that he did have a good life and he's going to have to deal with that underlying anger. Well, we we finally saw him kind of crack, right? You know, talking about Brad and that interrogation room. Brad did get under his skin. He finally, oh, we finally saw Mobius. Wait, is that the first time we've ever seen Mobius lose his cool? Um... I mean, really, officially, just crack. You know, he he cracked there. Yes, and I, I think, I think really, I think we're really are gonna get to see you know a character like Mobius who's really shown no emotion. You you know, you see some comedy out of him, but what's he do? He does his job, and he's very good at doing his job, and that's what he likes to do. You, you hear him talk about that. You know, I like working for the TVA. I like what I do. Um, so I do think that we are definitely gonna get to explore mo- more of his emotion as the show progresses. And I just think that's going to be really cool to see. I mean, the biggest thing of a character development is seeing how they deal with things, seeing how their emotions drive them. And I really think they're starting to hit on that a little bit. Yeah. And you say that this is the first time we've seen him uh, display emotion. And that's kind of, it kind of just is the, the weight of just picking up right after season two, right? He had already, he had just been betrayed by his best friend, Ravona Renslayer. um, And he got pruned by her, I mean, she essentially killed him for all she knew, um, and him having to deal with the weight of his best friend doing that, and then you know that's still carrying. He hasn't got any resolution with that. Now he's here with Loki, and they're, you know, having. I mean, it's a it's like you said, it's high stakes, and it's a lot of pressure, and it's just the breaking point. And I think I think that was really cool to to see how much emotion is thrown into this. And we touched on it last week, but man, him and him and Tom, Owen Wilson and Tom, are just killing it as these characters. Yeah, yeah they are the perfect cast, and I think this is probably one of the best duos we've ever seen in Marvel. You know, a lot of the times one guy will kind of carry the load. You know, I'm not saying all the other actors in the Iron Man movies weren't great. I mean, sure there were some great picks, but who who steals the show that whole movie? It's Robert Robert Downey, Downey Jr. Jr. Exactly. And this is one of, I mean, we're really getting to see just some good acting from two awesome characters. And I, I just love it. I think they're doing such a good job, um, you know, with the show in general. And, and just those two actors, like you said, are absolutely killing it. So I, I had another question for you. So, you know, we jumped in. There's literally like two seconds difference between season one finale and season two, episode one. How much time passed between episode one and episode two? In season two, you know, I haven't really been paying attention to that honestly. I feel like it's been pretty back to back to back. I don't feel like there's been any, you know, days off essentially. I feel like they've really just been kind of going and going and going. Um, you might have an answer to that question. So like to hear. I don't have an answer. I just have a question. The observation is so when and and it's really just so X five in episode one had short hair and had a like deep connection to Docs and Docs the Scottish judge that kind of led the attack that's going towards to find Sylvie um, and then the next I mean the initially the first scene we see him with long hair on the yeah, timeline yeah. so like how long has he been living on the timeline how long have they been looking for X5 because X5 we find out later had found Sylvie and then went to live on the timeline because he knew her plan. Like, what happened? Yeah, it, that's you know a good point, and I feel like that's a character we're going to see a lot more of. I don't. You think, think so? Kinda, I do. I don't think he is a character that they're kind of done with. I feel like he really kind of has some key points that they're going to still want to get across. 
Um, I know his big point was finding Sylvie. He knew exactly where Sylvie was. So I feel like there's some other stuff he knows. And as you guys, as they talked about in the show, he's one of the best TVA agents. So whether, you know, he has more to say or they're going to kind of get him back to doing what he's good at, I definitely think we're going to see more of Brad or X5. I think, I really think he's got a, a potential to be a big part of the show. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if I have the same thought. And one of the reasons I think that is because you look at like the top cast for him and you see docs is in the the top build ta- cast like in the top 10 but x x5 brad isn't he's nowhere to be seen in the first you know top build for imdb so i'm curious if this is his scene to shine you know he's a little little known actor Raphael cassell um at least i mean i don't know much about him but yeah. I, i'm curious if this is just his point um and I thought he did good. I thought he was a good. He filled the role well. Well, but how I, often do you see with a show when they do release that top cast list? Do they they don't always put who the actual top cast is? You know, at the time due to spoilers, things like that. Um, you know, sometimes yeah, they, they do that. Yeah, so I, I still think I personally think that he's going to have a big part of the show. Like I said, whether he has more to tell, maybe there's more questions he has to answer, or if it's just going to be them, you know, using his skills. I definitely think we'll see him some more. Okay. I and he, we very much could. Um, I'm just really curious about why the hairstyle change. Like that had to be like that. That had to be a thought. Like that wasn't incidental. And I'm curious. Like, did he kill other Brad on the timeline? Did he have? Because it, it's not like a, a, a Kaminga in Eternals, where he lived an entire life and became a movie star. Um, like it, it's it. It's his movie. Um, I wonder if in the sacred timeline, he, the person he was, he found him, killed him, and then took his life. I mean, started living it. He does seem like a very cutthroat kind of character. He, you can definitely tell he cares about himself and only himself. Oh, for sure. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And he didn't even budge until he was literally Loki was going to kill him. And I don't and, understand why. Yeah, I mean, especially if you are a cutthroat person, like you said, like why wouldn't he make that change? Yeah, you would. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I just feel like there's, there's a lot of questions to be answered with that character in general. I'm excited um, to see what they go, how they go forward. Well, I think this whole show has just so many question marks, and I'm not. Do you know how many episodes we're supposed to be getting? A six should be six. six. Okay, so we have what four episodes left? Four episodes. That's not left. a lot. No, it's um, not. So they're definitely if if we didn't feel like the show was moving at a fast pace, I think there we're really get about to see some crazy things take place because they're going to have to start moving, um, and that's exciting for me. Like I said, we've loved the pace of it. I think there's a lot of cool things. Um, I was super happy to see Obi back in another episode, and it really oh, yeah. seems like he's actually going to be a key character. Um, oh, he's definitely he's got an entire timeline. I loved um, I loved when they went to see him about the Tim pad, and he was like, "Hey, is this more important than a temporal breakdown?" And they're like, yeah. <laughs> "Nope, no, do your no, thing. No, well, we're going to leave you to it." Yep. And I <laughs> okay. loved at the end of the episode, um, I'm the character slipping my name, but the one that they paired up with Obi, um, Casey, the other guy that yes, Casey. I, that is going to be a really fun little one-two punch to watch throughout the rest of the show. And you yeah, saw I how excited him. Casey was to see, meet Obi. He had him sign his TVA workbook. Yeah, I mean, completely so fanboying. Yes, so I think that's going to be a really fun thing to do. Um, I think what's going to be really cool over that, you know, relationship is Casey's probably going to have a perspective that Obi doesn't have. So I really think Casey's going to kind of solve some issues um, and things like that, which I think is really cool. And I just love Obi. So I'm anytime we get him on the screen, I am all ears. Well, I mean, he's he's been alone for 500 years, and the last interaction <laughs> he had was literally Mo- Mobius getting off on the wrong floor and leaving immediately. So Casey's yep. definitely going to have a different perspective. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so I- I'm excited to see that one. Um, one thing I really want to you know talk about a little bit is how the kind of the show ended. One of the ending points of the show was they finally got a hit on Renslayer's Timpad. Ooh, okay. What do you expect to see with that? So I expect her to be getting something for um, Kang. 
Okay. And or he, I, I think it's Victor is the Kang variant. We're I believe so. See. Victor. Yeah. Um. So um, I I don't know if this is true, but um, on the timeline, you kind of see where in time it broke off when you're looking at the like overview of the timelines as they're in the TVA. And when they said they got a hit on the Tim pad, the location that was brought up was in an, a branch timeline. So I don't know if her being there caused it to branch or if what she's going to find is what caused it to branch. Mm-hmm. Um, but either way, they're going to go to a branch timeline to, to get her. And I'm really excited for her to come back into the show. I thought she really um, she really killed it. Um, with with her character and uh that's just such an interesting arc that they took her on it's going to be really cool to see mobius re-engage with her like it was it was cool to see tom uh i mean loki and sylvie um reconnect yeah. this show and, and see their connection i think it's going to be even more interesting to see ravona and mobius uh have that connection um but man i don't <laughs> i don't know what she's doing and we know we know from from uh the trailers that uh, it looks like Victor Von Doom, or not Victor Von Doom, uh, Kang is back in uh, pretty pretty far back in time. Yeah. So well, I, that's I kinda, that. <laughs> I like the idea. I feel like you know I really like the idea of seeing Mobius and her get back together because as far as she knows, Mobius is gone. I think the yeah. last time she saw him, she was pruning him. So I uh, think no. that's just going to be a. Am I he, missing? Yeah. Yeah. And season finale he came back and confronted her that's right, uh, that's right. right before she left with all the information miss minutes downloaded for that's, her that's right okay well still so it's still going to be kind of like a shock that he's really still alive because they didn't have much oh of yeah a, they didn't so, have much of a chance no they did not you know you kind of saw each other and it was kind of out um i really think a lot of her character is going to be running errands for kang or victor I think yes. she's going to be doing kind of being an errand girl, just doing what he's asking her to do, going to get to this to this branch to get that. Um, and I feel like that's kind of what we're going to see a little bit maybe in this next episode is like a chase. And I think the chase is going to end with her getting back to Kang or Victor and Loki finally being able to show Mobius who they're dealing with. Because Mo- Loki's the only one that's really met Kang. Yeah, uh, yeah and Sylvie. And Sylvie. So... I think that's going to finally be something that we've been waiting to see because they, I think Mobius and all the other, you know, Hunter and all of them are really starting to understand how big of a threat King is. But really, until you put a face to somebody, you know, it's like, okay, this actually is bad. You know what I mean? They know things are happening. But once they finally get to see who it is pulling the strings behind everything, I think that's just going to elevate the show to a whole nother level. Well, I think I think that's one hundred percent like putting putting the actual thing and just to touch on like I think she's gonna have uh running errands for Mrs. Minutes or for Miss Minutes. Yeah. I think I think we're gonna get a lot of Miss Minutes next week. Um which I'm really excited for because I really love that character. I think that's that's such a cool um is. just intrinsic character. I really need to get the Funko pop of Ravona and, and Miss <laughs> Minutes. Um but um that's gonna be really neat to see. Um, and we may even get to see like the creation of Miss Minutes, which would be cool. Um, if we're if we're gonna get some background for for uh, He Who Remains, Kang, Victor, whoever whoever we get to see. Um, but that that's gonna be that's gonna be cool. I I'm really excited to see the fear of Loki when he when he sees him for the first time, and yeah. like Mo- Mobius not even understanding who it is. I think that's gonna be like a very very cool moment. Well, because you know Mobius is going to be like, it's just that guy. Like, (laughs) we we can go get him right now, Loki. You know, it's going to be like a fun little. I I love their interactions because Loki. I feel like they did such. We talked about the writing all the time in the show. They've really done a good job of making Loki like this terrified, you know, freaking out, really understanding what's happening, and Moby just being like, okay, we can take care of that, or we got that big a deal. Yeah, I've seen it before. So. Yeah, so this is, I really, I think that's going to be fun to see, because their interactions, you know, we talked about them eating key lime pie. Such a simple little part of the show, but it was so fun and intense, and it's just a really cool scene. So, I, yeah, that's going to be fun to see for sure. Okay, so, um, sw- switching switching gears here just a little bit. Um, there was one part of the show where I was just, uh, 
I, I thought it was like a little bit like what um and that was when they were interrogating brad x5 whatever you want to call him and uh loki locked the prison door from the inside oh i know exactly <laughs> where you were going then, like mobius is like i can't get in and brad's like yeah. help me and it's like well, what kind of prison door locks from the inside he's clearly like it's clearly a fake right yeah like it's clearly act um and i picked on i like that's immediately what i said and i was like man they're really playing that Brad's an idiot. Oh, and like, I was waiting for something to happen that whole time. I was like, what's about to happen to make makes me realize that they really can't get out. I was like, yeah. Brad literally watched Loki lock the door. Why don't Brad just go unlock the door, right? Yeah, like so I was like I was like I was kinda hoping, you know, they would elaborate on that, but I really think that was one of those times in Marvel where you just kinda gotta look the other way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh you know what? That didn't happen. Well, yeah. Good scene, good scene. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a funny scene for sure. Um, yeah, I, I mean, honestly, like, I thought it would have been more powerful if like he knew it didn't lock, and then and then the actions that transpired happened after, right? Yeah. Like Loki yeah. trapping him in that little, um, I I don't know, matter manipulation uh, time yeah, box yeah, <laughs> that like. Thing. Just is gonna. <laughs> I love the how he acted like he didn't know how to use it, but like used it perfectly. Yep. Like yep. crushed the crushed the stool, and then you know it was perfect. So yeah, that yeah, was a really yeah, cool yeah. scene. I really think the uh, the CGI in this show has been really top notch. We can tell they actually. I and I, I think we talked about it last week, or maybe we haven't. When it's going to be a talking point later, it feels like Marvel is realizing that the fans really do care about quality. I feel like they oh, were yeah. there for a little while just putting out stuff to put out stuff because they thought all we wanted was just, you know, quantity. I feel like this show's really opened their eyes that, you know what, we're actually getting good ratings again. People are actually watching the shows again. Maybe we do need to start putting a little more into how it looks, you know, how it's how it's written. Um, so I think that's really great. But one of the things I'm excited about, you know, we're talking about Loki. I was so happy that we finally got to see him use some of his powers. Oh, yeah. Right. And right off the rip, too. Yes. Right into it. Because um, Loki's got such a cool, like, power, you know, set that he has of things he can do. You know, he's the god of mischief. He can, you know, manipulate people. He can make you think things are happening when they're really not. And it was really cool to see, like, you know, that scene with the three Lokis. Mobius didn't even know which one was Loki. He was talking to the wrong one. Oh, so yeah. It really is cool that even someone that's studied Loki that's been spending time with them, Loki can still trick some people. Um, and I really hope we get to see more of that. I was really hoping when Loki was going into, you know, just him and Brad, that's what I was hoping we were going to see was him using his powers again. Well, but, he can't you know, use they, his powers in the TVA. In the TVA, exactly. Yeah. So that's why I was like, I wish we could just, I just want more of that because those scenes I feel like really kind of get across what Loki's capable of. Yeah, and I, I, it's so interesting to see him use his his powers too, because I mean, in this show, we've seen more Loki like full strength mode than we've ever seen before. Um, yeah. I think it was episode um, four in uh, season one when the building is falling on him and Sylvie as they're trying to get off of the the planet. It's slipping my mind what the planet was called, yeah. but as as um the catastrophic event is occurring. He stops an entire building from falling. Yeah. Um, and like that kind of power for him is like, it's something we haven't seen before. It's mainly, mainly what we've seen for him is trickery and, and casting illusions and, 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 you know, perfect interpretations. But now we're seeing like matter manipulation, um, and, and kind of like force powers almost. He throws, yeah. the, he, you know, he grabs the tin pad from X5 and chucks it, um, when he's not there. And then also his shadows were holding him. Yes. Um, was which so was cool. such a cool scene with his horns and the shadows of he's in the suits. That was sick. Yeah. Um, and that's what I'm talking about. I think Loki, they've just scratched the surface of what Loki is capable of. And I've been telling people this week, I think Loki has officially cracked into my top three favorite Marvel characters. I just oh, wow. love, yes, I really, when I say I love this show, I really love this show. I love his character just in every way that they have portrayed him so far. I just think they've done such a good job. And he's just got so many cool things about him. That I just, like I said, he's cracked into my top three, I think, officially, because it's just so cool what he's capable of. Okay, so is he third? I would have to say probably 
third. So who's one and two? My other two, you you'll probably be a little bit confused by, not by one of them. And I honestly don't know if I could even put these in a one through three list right now. Um, Spider Man is probably one or two. I absolutely love Spider Man. Um, Just all of his movies, even going back to the Tobey Maguire days, the Andrew Garfield days, I've always loved Spider Man. Um, so Spider-Man's up there, and then probably the shocking one is Moon Knight. I just love Moon Knight's character. When we, I heard we were finally getting a Moon Knight show, I was so excited. So, and that's a character I hope, I, I still, you know, hope more than anything we get a second season of, or get to see him in a movie or something, because he's just such a cool character that, I, again, I feel like they haven't scratched the surface of what he really is. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's see, a, that's a hot up. take top three, man. Yeah, I know, and it's not, you know, it's Spider-Man's probably the only one in there that, you know, people would be like, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, yeah, 100%. But the other two, I really just like, you know, they're kind of like obscure things about them. You know, not many people, you know, the average fan probably doesn't know a whole lot about them. Um, you know, they've they've only, their, their exposure to them is the shows. You know, right. so I really like that idea of, you know, having a little bit of a different character. Um, and yeah, that's just been one of my favorite, my favorite Marvel characters. And like I said, before Loki... I don't even know who I would have said at number three. Always been a big Hulk fan. I just I hate how they did Hulk in the Avengers movies. I wish we, I want to see the big smashing and crashing Hulk. But you know, I think we'll those, get that again. I do too. And I, we got why was Ragnarok so awesome? What did we we got to see the big smashing and crashing Hulk? I love. Oh that. yeah. You know, so that's probably my top three right I think now. Ragnarok's I really, top five movie. Yeah, uh, it's great for me. It's great. So like uh, I said, top seven. Loki, it's like it's I said, seventh. Like I said, Loki has just really elevated its, you know, just what he's capable of and all those things. So he's really just been one of my favorite characters lately. That's awesome. And, and uh, I mean, this show is just really just displaying. Man, he, they really cast him. Up. You know, Tom Tom Hiddleston actually um, interviewed for or auditioned for Thor. Yeah, um, <laughs> which would be you know crazy. Like you can't even picture it because. You know, no. you touched on it last week. He's the perfect Loki, uh, yep. but this, I would I would love to see a what if or something where he is is Thor, and just see his portrayal of it. I think that would be really cool. When he just he, he doesn't have the body for it, right? Like, oh no, <laughs> just a little scrawny well, Thor. I don't think works. So I well, think Marvel really did themselves a favor by you know what this Tom guy is pretty good. Let's put him in our books to come back to and maybe cast him for somebody else. Well, Chris, Chris didn't look like Chris looks now when Chris got no, cast. No, but he was I mean, still a little bit bigger. I mean, uh, he's I don't guy. know, man. If you know, see, height, if you, the if you see, pretty. I mean, if you look at Loki, um, I mean, even in season one, we get to see him shirtless. I mean, he's, he's pretty, pretty built. He, he looks pretty similar to like a, a, a Chris Hemsworth in the movie Rush. I, I mean, a size comparison. I don't remember. Because, I mean, he is pretty small. I mean, he bulked hard oh, um, once he got huge. the role. Yeah. Once he got So for Thor, Thor 1, he was pretty big. But when he got cast, he was actually very skinny. Um, yeah, I might have to go back and look at that. I don't remember that at all. Yeah. Which, to be honest, I don't think I really watched much of him until Thor. He, yeah, that was well, probably really my first exposure to him as an actor. Mo- the movie Rush is a uh, car movie about... Uh, Indie racing, indie car racing, and it's uh-huh. one of my, it's my favorite uh, racing movie of all time. Okay, I'm to, yeah, um, I love racing movies, so I'll definitely have to put that down on my list. So, um, and it's him, it's, uh, oh man, him and actually, uh, who's, uh, oh goodness, I'm losing the, Zemo, who plays Zemo? I'm not sure. For, uh, but it's him and Zemo, um, are the, the leads in that movie, Daniel yeah. Brühl. And they, uh, it's Tommy, uh, I am losing the names, but Nikki Lotta <laughs> and James yeah. Hunt, uh, okay, they're okay. iconic, uh, you know, a rivalry, but man, it's, it's a great movie. Yeah. That might be one I'll have to go back and check out. Cause I, I'm a big fan of racing movies too. Yeah. It's on Netflix. So. Oh, even better. I love when there's so, a movie on Netflix. That's right. Yeah. Whenever you can watch something for free, that's what I'm talking yeah, about. You know, it's easy to add to that list. Okay. All right. All right. Back to Loki. Um, what did you, uh, one of the things I was thinking of is, um, Doc's, so just with the timelines, one of the things I was confused on is why Doc's plan took so long to execute. Um, it seems like we should have almost got that immediately after episode one, 
do you have any insight on that? If I had to guess, I would just be, I mean, how fast did we see them take down thousands of timelines, right? I mean, they took out, I mean, we just watched the time branches just dissipate. I mean, they were gone in seconds. I feel like probably the reason it took so long, she just wanted everything to be ready to go. and like as All at once. Yeah, all at once. Let's not do one. Because if you do one, they're going to catch on, right? You might get one or two without them seeing it and really paying attention. I feel like that's probably the best explanation for what took so long to set up. Okay, that makes sense. That's that's a good point. Now it really did. I, I'm curious where their setup was, and and how they knew immediately to go there. Yeah, because like Sylvie it has knew to be something. Yeah, it, it was just like it looked like a construction building kind of something that was, you know, in the works. So I feel if like there was anything, be... you think any significance down the road potentially? I don't really think so. I really think that was probably just one of those abandoned warehouse type moments where it's just kind of out there away from everybody you hope no one knows where it is but of course since it's a movie or a show everyone knows where it is right so yeah okay that's probably if i had to guess i don't see it playing significance now i do see them potentially going back there maybe to figure out something you know maybe okay. there's something left behind i mean we saw the whole good tva people they are taking in the custody all of Docs's guys so i feel like we might see that it, the show might start back going there you know loki and mobius might be like you know what let's go back there and see if we miss something. But I, I feel like it might have just been one of those abandoned warehouse type, you know, safe havens kind of thing. And it's just how it turned out. I think one thing that Dox's plan and uh, did do for us is gave us our characters more time. Because, you know, that temporal breakdown was because of how many um, timelines they were trying to process. And yeah. since they killed so many, I really don't think they're going to have that temporal breakdown ticking clock as bad as they did in this episode which is the like, hope right because they've kind of been pushing this whole episode this whole series season so far that there's a problem with how many branches are getting formed and how many things are happening so if the writing holds up that logically should take place yeah and we we talked last week about the uh the doors not opening the uh the doors that aren't opening now to the temporal uh, place um, kind of looked like X-Man um, and what I thought was super interesting is that there's only two branches uh, left um, that I saw that weren't getting disintegrated um, and to me that kind of plays to maybe they're saying hey this is Fox's universe and this is Sony's universe and okay. um, because one branch was significantly longer than the other and they were separated in time pretty far. Yeah. And I, I thought that may be a, a pretty cool thing because, you know, we, we did say, hey, maybe uh, maybe there there's rumors that this is going to play right into Deadpool 3. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do need to bring those timelines in for Secret Wars. So this may just be the moment that that's going to happen. We may be getting to see some crossover sooner than we thought. I honestly 100% agree with that. I do think we're going to see a crossover in Loki. And even if it's just an in credit scene, right? Okay. I definitely think I have a, I've, my running theory right now in my head, season finale of Loki, after the credits have rolled, we're going to see Deadpool. That's my running theory right now. I don't know that we see Wolverine, but I definitely see Deadpool getting his first MCU experience, appearance being at the end of Loki. Okay. Okay. That's I, my uh, running theory. I, I hope so. I know it's. A I hope thing. so. I don't. I don't. I don't even think it. I mean, I think it's appropriate, right? Um, because I mean, his that movie is May twenty fourth of next year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, th- I mean, they haven't post pushed that back at all, and they just released their uh their call sheet for what's got delayed. Um, and it wasn't on it, so yeah. they may be pushing forward with that. Which I think they, I mean, all the reports from that show were, it was pretty close to being ready to... It was. Really the, prob- the problem is if the, the writers, the actor strike doesn't get finished, that's going to be bad, because they're not yeah. going to be able to do any press tours for that. Yeah, exactly. And I, that's why I really feel like it kind of leads into my theory. If you're worried about something like that, why not throw Deadpool at the end of this Loki show to kind of get people excited, right? I mean... Because they're clearly losing interest in the MCU from the Secret Invasion, and then um, 
you know, Guardians had a wonderful turnout um, for yep. box office numbers, but uh, the Marvels drops in less than a month, and it's looking not great on the uh, the the box office predictions. Well, it's because we just really haven't got to hear from the actors like at all. I mean, I, yeah, there's I no tour at all. They're not no, allowed to talk usually, about it. Exactly. Usually, we're getting to see like, oh, this was one of my favorite things I've casted or been a part of. You know, hyping it up. We've not got any of that because of this. So I do expect the Marvels, you know, I really think it's going to be a flop. I Whether it's a good movie or not, oh man, I hope it is, just for the sake of Marvel, just because I love, I want good Marvel stuff. But I really feel like it's going to be, it, this is really hurting them. I just don't see this being a big hit. Like, I mean, it's definitely a hit in Guardians numbers. Um, and I think it's probably, what's probably been the, the worst run this year is probably Ant-Man, right? Yeah, Ant-Man was, was and, pretty rough. And it, I feel like it's going to come in well under Ant-Man. I, I feel I, like... I don't personally feel like that just because I think it's going to be better received because Ant-Man was poorly received immediately. And I don't I don't think that it should have been. Um, I actually really enjoyed that movie. Yeah, um, I thought it was... I actually think I gave it like an 8 out of 10. I, I, had, a, I had a blast with it. One of the best I moments in, in all of comic book movies was in that, in my opinion. Um, when he was in the uh, uh, paradox storm, with everything that happens, and all the Ant Man's work together to save Casey oh, or Cassie, so cool. I, yeah. I just thought like the intention behind that was like, hey, there's not a single universe in which he wouldn't save his daughter, and I thought that was awesome. You know, yeah. all the it was a probability storm, and every possibility was there, but in none of them. Did he not save his daughter? And I thought that was just such an awesome moment. And the thought behind it, um, man, what what an awesome moment we got to see there. Which is awesome, too, because, you know, multiverses have really shown each character, no matter how many different versions of them are, they all have a core thing that happens to them. With Spider-Man, you know, Uncle Ben dies, or we see Aunt May, or, yeah, Aunt May dies. Yeah, somebody close Colin. to them. Yeah, something big, and then into the Spider Verse and across the Spider Verse, just continue to push that forward. You know, showing like, hey, you haven't had this moment happen to you yet with Miles. Miles is now he's freaking out. You know, my dad hasn't died. Is he gonna have to die for me to have my Spider Man moment? Which I love that Marvel does play on the fact that yeah, you can have different hair, be a different skin color. It doesn't matter. You are gonna have these core elements still happen to you as this character, and I think it's really cool to see. When I think I think it really just plays into it doesn't matter like the experiences that happen to you make you it's not you're not born to be something it's everything around you is what makes you who you are and I think that's that's kind of the, the point of it is like hey just because you're born born with this doesn't mean like you're going to be a superhero it, and you have to go, you have to go through it you have to yeah, go through I, it I think so for sure. Um, one question I wanted to ask you, which I've been seeing it float around a lot. It's a fun question. Do you think Avengers Secret Wars will outperform in-game in the box office? I would say there's a 0.2% chance that that <laughs> happens. Uh, I think I'm I'm hesitant to like even think that it could. The only reason I give it a chance, though, is No Way Home proved that you can play a quite a large deal on nostalgia. And if Secret Wars can come out and say, hey, we're going to have Tobey Maguire, we're going to have Andrew Garfield, guess what? Hugh Jackman's going to be in this. Guess who else is coming back? Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans. There is potential. I do feel like what's going to hurt them is just the run Marvel has had lately with just the lack of people losing interest. It's probably been an all-time high with Marvel. And with this still being, what, another three or four years out, I believe? Maybe I think two. they just pushed it to, yeah, 26. Yeah, so three years out. We well, could King, see a King Dynasty comes lost. first. It's it's exactly. it's uh it's four yeah. four years out because King Dynasty yeah. and Secret Wars. Yes, so uh, we could see a lot more interest lost, but we could also see a lot of that interest come back. And I think the way we're going to be able to tell is Deadpool three. How many people come out to see Deadpool three? Since we know Hugh Jackman's coming back, Deadpool's already a very popular character. I think that's going to be a really good indication of how well Marvel is doing as a whole. Yeah, with the asterisk that it's rated R. Um, and that too. You're, you are going to lose a lot of you know, box office hits there just because 
parents ain't taking their kids to watch Deadpool. It's just not happening. But I mean, even you look at Guardians three, um, and anyone who really went to see Guardians three, um, you know, I even said, hey, you know, my brother asked. He was like, hey, do you think I could take um my son to it, my nephew? And I was like, uh, I actually would. I wouldn't take. You know, he's he's five. Um, there's not a chance I'd let him watch that movie yet. Um, so there there already is some of that adult content in in the MCU, but yeah, Deadpool is another level. Oh, it's literally probably. I don't know if we'll ever have another series from Marvel that is at that level. I mean, Deadpool is their adult, you know, push. So yeah, Jessica Jones um, was pretty rough um, for that, but you know, no one knows who that is except for the Netflix fans. Exactly. <laughs> like most of the people watching this might not have ever seen any of that stuff. So or even heard of her. But yeah, so I feel like that's what my I I don't know. I I think I'm right there with you. I just don't think the hype is ever going to get to that end game hype. I mean, Infinity War set up end game perfect. But you know, hey, how how could you get any more hype for that? But with inflation, you know, they might beat the number, but oh, they're not going to beat the tickets. Yeah, it could, it could, especially with the state we're in. But. I yeah, tickets like are twenty five dollars now. It's crazy, right? And so I feel like Deadpool three will be a good indication. I have to agree with you. I don't think it's going to happen, but I'd probably give it more of a chance than what you would, maybe. Um, okay, I would ten percent. Yeah, ten. Maybe if Deadpool three is received really well, I could bump that up to fifteen. But I don't see. I don't know if Marvel will ever get back to that hype level. But No Way Home is high on the top ten movies of all time. Oh, it is. So, I mean, it could. I would. I definitely think Secret Wars will probably crack the top ten. They what what Marvel hype? What Marvel has to do is they have to get their core people back, and they have to get them prominent in the leads. Like they need they need to not focus on so many side characters. If they're wanting numbers, uh, now personally, I love the side characters. I I could use more like um they're they're releasing um a werewolf by night in color uh this week which is going to be a really cool watch and I mean that was just such a cool project for for relatively completely unknown characters yeah. um which I I'm going to I'm going to take an over under probably there's 5% chance you've already watched that Oh yeah I haven't watched it yeah, yeah. So, uh, Jacob, you need to watch. You need to watch uh, Werewolf by Night. Well, listen, uh, it's Halloween if we're season. We're talking about things I need to watch. This is going to be a two-hour-long podcast because <laughs> <laughs> it is a lot. As much as I say I'm a fan, there's so much stuff I miss just because of how much stuff comes out. Um, yeah, it's that's just because true. of how much of a fan I am of so many things. Yeah. It makes it. I wish I wasn't. Sometimes I'm like, man, I, I envy people that are content with their, you know, couple of. IPs that they're interested in, but I, I have so many. I'm like always excited for something completely different than what I'm watching right now. So yeah, we've been here a while. You know, t- talking about something we want to talk about. And like I said, I have not watched it yet. I've only watched one episode of Invincible. Um, I loved the first episode, but we just saw the Invincible season uh, two trailer get leaked. And without giving out too many spoilers, because I haven't finished season one, did you like what you saw in Invincible season two trailer? Uh, yes. Just, yes. just simply yes. Um, I think the better. Uh, I, I don't think I even needed a trailer, and the okay. reason is, is because of the uh, Adam Eve uh, project they released, the one series Adam Eve intro to season two. It was a full episode that they released on her. I did. I didn't and, know about that. Oh, dude, it, and it's just, it's amazing. It's so that, it's that so takes place good. after season one. No, it takes place before. Oh. Oh, so you're talking about, so this plays on that, season two seems to be playing on some of that stuff? No, it was just, so, Adam Eve, uh, have, you haven't seen her yet, but she's a character with Invincible in season one. This is her origin story in one single episode, and she's going to be pretty crucial throughout the next. Okay, um, I get what you're saying now. So, but man, I think it's going to be really good. Where do you, where do you rank Invincible in your, you know, top shows? Oh, I, I need and, and more. And this is not just just top shows. Period. You can, yeah. you know, you can say Stranger Things, Star Wars, anything. You, when I say Star Wars, you can't say Star Wars. You got to say like Ahsoka and or Marvel. You got to pick Loki. You know, where would you pick? Where would you put Invincible? How big of a fan 
are you of that series? So I'm a huge fan of Invincible, but it's not top ten. Okay. Um, and one of the reasons is top ten uh, generally is something that I get to watch like with people, yeah, and I really um, there's only like I watch that one pretty much completely by myself. Uh, shout out to Troy, uh, Troy's uh, who told me about it, and I I watched it because of him. But I mean, it was really really good. But you know, I really just you know the shows I get to talk about, I get to experience with people. Those are the shows I love. Yeah. Um, so it, it's just currently outside of it. And I mean, as it progresses and as we get to talk about it more and as we see more of the story, because I had never read the comics or anything, I think it could go higher. Um, okay. It was great, but it, it's not, it's not up there yet. So what you're saying is once I watch it and we can talk about it, maybe it cracks into that top 10. Uh, it could be. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Okay. Depending on your interest, and as we talk through uh, season two weekly as it drops, you know, definitely could go up there. Well, like I said, I've only watched one episode, but I really did enjoy the episode. I'm kind of doing, I'm kind of the same way. I'm not a big fan of watching stuff by myself. That's not to mean I won't do it. I've watched so much stuff by myself just because not many people have an interest in something, but it, it it really does elevate the experience. Like I say, Stranger Things is my favorite show of all time. Would it be if I watched it by myself? Maybe. I was I still love just that show in general, but getting to watch it with my wife Danielle and other people, you know, we've talked about it. It it does elevate a show, you know, I think by a lot. Probably the biggest determining factor of if you really really care about a show is will you watch it by yourself? And if you don't watch it by yourself, you know, maybe it's not that great of a show where it plays into, you know, it's a really good show. But when you do have someone to watch it with, it just makes it better. 100%. Um, and speaking of people to watch it with. I uh, we have some some fans watching the show who asked a question um, for Loki. Gonna gonna yeah. go back to this just to finish up our Loki talk that we've been derailed for for the last ten minutes. Um, <laughs> but uh, Loki, when he's talking to Mo- uh, Mobius eating pie, he recounts his life. Um, and the question was, how does Loki remember his life if he was pulled from the timeline? Well. I mean, we haven't. I mean, I guess it just goes down, and we haven't seen him actually have his memory wiped. So, so right, yeah. So there's, I think there's two answers to this question, and the first answer is he hasn't has his memory wiped, but the the second answer is what he recanted in that scene happened before he got pulled. Um, so he got pulled at the end of the first Avengers movie, and what he recounted during that that pie scene was, um, uh the events of the Avengers movie. So that that actually is pretty fresh in his mind. It's only like two weeks ago that that happened. Um, and then everything else that happens after that, he was shown. That's that's a good point. He doesn't rem- I guess he, he doesn't really remember what happened with Thanos. He doesn't remember dying to nope. Thanos. No, 100%. He just has been shown that. Well, and he doesn't remember his relationship with, Lo- with Thor either. No, you he know, just I, remembers getting arrested. <laughs> yep. You know. So yeah, he he yes. hated Thor. Yeah. So yeah, th- I think that that answers it up right there. He just hasn't had his memory wiped, and he doesn't remember the stuff that hasn't happened for him at that yeah. point because of where he got pulled. He knows of it, but he hasn't. He has. He, he doesn't remember it. it. Yeah. 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 No, I think that that's a good question, though. I feel like a lot of people, if you're, you know. It does make sense to ask, you know, how does no one else remember their life before the TVA that Loki does? So that's a question I would have really never even thought about. And for a second there, it was really making me think, like, <laughs> how does he remember? And then I was like, oh, you know, he hasn't had his memory wiped. But yeah, so I, great question. Uh, thanks that for that, question. Zach. Um, and then if uh, if anyone else has questions that you would like us to talk about, you know, you can uh, you can find us. Jake, where can they find you? Oh, you can find me probably the best place is on Instagram. Um, I actually am a huge, big collectibles guy, so you can probably find me at Jar's Toy Emporium. Um, that's probably where I'm the most active. Um, but yeah, that's probably where I would recommend sending me something related to a question for the podcast or anything like that. Yeah, and my Twitter handle is probably a little bit too difficult right now to say for somebody to track down. <laughs> but so we'll put we'll put yes, his Twitter his Twitter handle. Well, yeah, direct all the questions to Jacob. He's he's the better better anyway. But uh, we'll put both Twitter handles and his Instagram handle in the uh, show notes if you want to find us and, and send us a question there. Yeah, for sure. But so I think that's a wrap up our Loki talk. 
Uh, but there is some other things that we really want to talk about. And the most interesting news for me um, is the Daredevil news. Uh, yeah. Jacob, why don't you tell us what tell everybody what's going on so that we can talk about it? Well, basically, Daredevil. What we were gonna get. What was the name of the show? It slipped in my mind right now. Was, uh, uh, Daredevil: Born Again. Born Again. It, it's scrapped, right? But not in a scrapped sense of they're not doing it. It seems like Kevin Feige was like, you know what? This is so bad. I'm not gonna let us put it out there, and we're gonna rewrite the entire show. Which, again, going back to talking about how good Loki is. I feel like this is kind of where this is coming from. I feel like if Loki wouldn't have been received as well as it's being received by Marvel fans right now, I don't know that they would have done this. I So I don't know if it's Loki or Secret Invasion. It could be. Right? It could be. If Secret Invasion, I think, I think they thought that was going to be a killer. So they thought Ant-Man was going to be you know, an amazing movie. They really thought they had a banger there. They were surprised yeah. by the fan reactions. And then Secret Invasion was met with overwhelming negativity. Um, some justified, some not. Um, but really, take you know, the writer strike and the actor strike really gave them some time to look at their projects. And from the reports I'm hearing, he didn't get through watching the first episode before he yeah. said, you're all fired. This is bad. Yep. <laughs> well, and it goes to show, I mean, I think some things started coming out about Secret Invasion, about how many people actually had hands on that show. Oh, yeah. And it was just a jumbled mess. And it sounds like the same thing was happening with Daredevil. I mean, if I read the um, report correctly, it was written, and then the person that had, was writing it got fired, and they threw someone else in there to start it. And it's just, whenever you start doing that, we saw that exact same thing happen with Star Wars Episodes 7 through 9. I really do believe if we don't have two different directors for those three movies, it could have been better than it was. I think you really have to have one person. He's in charge of everything. He's what he says goes and go from there. And when you start getting a bunch of hands on things, obviously people have different opinions. And especially with as big as Marvel is, people are going to want their opinion to be shown. So they're not just going to be like, you know what? I'll let this one slide. I feel like that's probably what was happening. It's just too many things were going on. Well, and also it's also different because you're, you're building off of an established, successful show, yeah. right? So all the fans that you're bringing in from Daredevil, I mean that that fan wasn't that show wasn't canceled because it was losing uh, creativity. It was losing fans. That show was canceled because Disney bought the rights yeah. to it. Yeah. So I think that also plays into it. Like, hey, this has if we're gonna remake or continue something, it can't be lesser than the thing that came before it. You can't do that. Well, especially not with a show that was as well received as Daredevil. I mean, how many people have you heard talk about how much they like Daredevil? I feel like I'm, I don't. I don't feel like many people said they don't didn't like that show. I feel like I mean, it was very well received. It's an eight point six on IMDb, which is very very high, and especially it for is like a top. Marvel property like that, right? Like a show. Oh yeah. Usually they don't get you know crazy ratings just because it's generally for the more niche fan. You know, the more serious fan. It's not for, like, the average fan. So when a show like that does have such a good following, you really cannot mess up any sort of sequel. Oh, 100%. And, I mean, we talked about, like, you asked where Invincible fell in top shows. I think Daredevil may be my third favorite show of all time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, from what I... I mean, it's just... I don't ever... Like I said, no one ever talked bad about that show, so... And I feel like a lot of people were excited for this. Might have been one of the most excited projects people were looking. I think it was to the Daredevil. And I think so, it was. I mean, and then they they hired the writers from uh, Deck the Halls to write the show. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, see, there's your there's your first problem right there. So I think we figured it out. Maybe Marvel should just hire us next time before they uh, decide That's right. who's writing their shows because <laughs> I think everyone could have told in the beginning that was going to be a train wreck. Well, I think everyone did. Everyone was like, "What? Like, I'm excited for this, but I don't understand what you're doing." Like, yeah, it's just out of left field. Like, <laughs> what, oh, what are we doing here? But I, so, I think it. So speaking of the news, I think it's great news. Yeah, I think, I think, I think it shows. I mean, we talked about hype for Marvel. I think this is how you start it back. I think you get Kevin Feige back in control, like actually involved in the projects and saying, "Hey, no, we can't, we can't just 
give you an idea and let you run with it. I need to be involved in this because clearly, clearly the other execs aren't letting the directors do what directors do best. Like Sam, uh, Sam Raimi, right? He should have had full and total control of Multiverse of Madness, and I think that would have been just a killer, killer um, movie. But he didn't, right? Yeah. It went through forty-five different rewrites from they, they who should not be named. Uh, in all the interviews, and I don't think that's Kevin Feige. I think that's other execs at Marvel who he's, you know, sourcing out to, to oversee these things. And I think this shows me good faith that like he is going to get it back on track. I think so too. And I mean, obviously, he's had he has a good track record. I mean, Marvel as a whole has largely been successful, and he's been you know the head guy there for a long time now. So I feel like it's probably the best thing to do is just let him control everything. We talk about Star Wars. When has it started to get back on track? When Dave Filoni was given the reins to start doing what he knew was best for Star Wars. You don't need all sorts of people giving their input. You need one guy that has a good story to be told and just let him tell it. So yeah. I really think, like I said, I think, like you said, this is this is the right track for Marvel. And it, it definitely restored a lot of faith for me in what Marvel is trying to do. Which is great. Great to hear. Uh, because I always, you know, I never lost the faith, you know, because, you know, fanboy here. but um. It is it is good to see, and like you said, like one person, and it doesn't even have to be one person who is just telling the story, but it has to be one singular vision, right? And, and I think that's the big thing. It's like you said, uh, episodes eight, uh, seven, eight, nine would have been better if one person did it. I think it would just been better if they knew where they were going. Yeah, if, right? if they're on the same page, sure. Yeah, have as many people on there as you want. But that's where it goes back to just multiple people having multiple opinions. It's never really going to be able to nail in on one perfect revision of something. So I think the less hands-on, sure, it might delay the project if you need to. I'm okay with delays. You know, I'm a big gamer. I love playing video games. Whenever someone says a video game is delayed, I don't get upset by it because it means they're trying to get out the best product. Don't give me something that I can't play because there's bugs or the story doesn't make sense. Just delay it and give us what's best. That's how I've always been with stuff. I can wait another few months. I can wait another year. Just give us what's best. Don't just give me something that's just barely been thrown together. Yeah, and I mean, speaking of game, I mean, I haven't even been able to play Jedi Survivor yet because it has so many bugs on PC. Yeah, PC, it it's unplayable. And it was I so just, bad. I just read, like, I went to go buy it when it was on sale the other day, and the the first review was i thought after the seventh patch that this game would be ready so i gave it a shot and it was like still unplayable because of the frames and game crashed and wiped all my data that i'd played and i was just like what exactly and that's coming from a big company right like ea is not you know a slouch (laughs) they should be getting this stuff out and you know it's just that's how i've been with everything just delay it just give us some give it some time get it right and i think you just have a better experience overall it's For easier sure. to fix you know a bad story in a sense if they really put in a time the game comes out it doesn't you know the show comes out and it just doesn't you know resonate with people that's fine but when talking about video games when it's unplayable it's way harder to gain that faith back of somebody than if someone's just written poorly um so i hope that this is a step in the right direction for marvel you know we're actually going to get stuff right and we're actually not just going to throw stuff together. We talked about Secret Invasion a little bit. I didn't hate the show, but there was definitely some aspects of the show that I was just like, where is this coming from? You know, just some stuff that just didn't make sense. So, yeah, I think I think show Secret could have done well with a pause. Yeah, they definitely could. Secret Invasion, I think the real issue with that one was the ending um, and then also the potential. Like, that show has such Man. potential. And it was it was just wasted. It, it it was. I mean, how long have we? Nick Fury's one of the coolest characters in Marvel. We're finally 100%. getting a project dedicated to him, and we didn't get to see anything that made Nick Fury cool. Like we and didn't we... get to see him figuring stuff out on his own. We just saw him struggling for what six episodes <laughs> and running across an open field, completely unarmed in a firefight. <laughs> Like trying to would you you even call that running? (laughs) I mean, he was—he's roadie walking. So, like, yeah, I mean, 
<laughs> what they should have played on. I know Samuel L. Jackson's getting old. I get that. Play on what makes Nick Fury cool. He's not known as some, you know, sure in Captain Marvel, we did see him, you know, kind of be an athletic type guy. But he's more of a mind. You know, he's good yeah. at figuring stuff out. He's good at putting things together. They could have played on that so much better than they did. So, yeah. I think again, I think Secret Invasion would have been one of those shows if they would have sat down, really read through the script. I think it, a lot of things probably would have changed. But yeah, I don't. <laughs> maybe, maybe they don't have uh, Gaia get every single power uh, in the entire universe, and then also use magic, which isn't even a power; it's a skill set. Well, and not even talk about where, where did they go with that? We just saw her walking off at the end and talking to what's her name, like, "Hey, I need your help." Okay, so now well, we, we just have this all-powerful being just on the loose. Yep, and she, I mean they. I mean, the, I think the final shot of that entire show was she saying uh, they were talking, and then it shows that they like had taken over millions of people in an yeah, underground yeah. bunker, and it's like, where is she going to go? I have seen reports that she's going to show up in at least one other project before Secret Invasion. I don't know what they're going to do with her. Oh, dude, it, it, again, it's one of those things you need to be aware of where you're going with the overall arching story rather than just one thing. Because now we have – you can almost argue she is the most powerful character in Marvel now. I don't think you can argue it. I, yeah, she, she might just she be. She is. She right? is. So, like, now we have this character that's just on the loose. How are we going to deal with that? You know, how are we going to see them tone her powers back? That's such a tricky thing to do now because – we don't want to see her just wrecking everybody, but at the same time, she kind of should be able to. Hey, maybe they just prune prune that show. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe they prune her. Maybe we'll just see her disappear. And maybe that's, they that's see that really was. What the, that's what the end credit scene of Loki is. It's not Deadpool. It's <laughs> it's, it's her getting pruned. Yeah, it's her her pruning. Uh, it's actually Loki, like just pruning like She Hulk and Secret Invasion. Yeah. <laughs> just... <laughs> We're just gonna we're just gonna forget that those happened and we're gonna move on. Yeah, we're not we're gonna play out but, play off of that. <laughs> yeah, I, oh, I think like I said, I hope this saves Daredevil from that same fate because yeah, okay. Daredevil's awesome. He he has a really cool story to be told. Those were I didn't even finish She Hulk, but from what I've heard, when he was actually when he was in the show, it was actually watchable. So hopefully, hopefully this saved Daredevil from that secret invasion fate. I hope so, but yeah. All right, well, that is that is the show today. Uh, unless you have uh, anything else that you'd like to round it out with, I don't think so. Mostly just a Marvel episode, but that's kind of all that's happening. Unfortunately, I haven't watched Invincible, so I'm sure we could have talked about Invincible season two. But I promise you guys, watching the podcast, I will finish Invincible season one before season two comes out. I will be ready. Um, all right. Now, does does Invincible do weekly releases, or do they drop the whole show at once? Nah, it's weekly. It's your favorite. Okay. That's my favorite. That just gained another reason why I love the show. Because I cannot do... The only show I've, I've told Zane before, the only show I will ever watch all at once will be when this last season of Stranger Things drop. I will watch the entire show as soon as it drops, and I'll probably never do it again. That'll probably be it. <laughs> That'll because be it. That's, I mean, that's just... Dude, I don't know how people do it. It's impressive to me. People that binge watch things, man, I just... It's, even if I love something, I, I, after like two episodes, I'm like, all right, I need a break. I want to, I want to do something else. So that makes me happy that Invincible is going to do weekly episodes. But like I said, I promise you guys, I will get to that because I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that really like Invincible. I feel like it's a very well received show. Um, oh, it seems very liked. Well. It seems like a lot of people were. It was a lot of buzz around, you know, X and Instagram and all those platforms talking about season X. Trailer, so <laughs> I, that's what it is now. It's not Twitter. Uh, 8.7 on IMDb is what it got. With uh, 100, one. yeah, with 167,000 ratings, which is yeah, that, that's really, really high. high. So, really like high. I said, I'll get there. I'll get there. We don't have any Star Wars to talk about, but we did see a couple. I know I sent you a, a leaked trailer. Um, you did for, for Acolyte. And I th- it looks pretty good. Looks pretty good. I feel like it was very, it was hard to watch because it's one of those trailers or those leaks that you don't know how someone is recording in that poor of quality in today's day and age but yeah you know it's pretty good so not much star wars well, stuff going in on the right dark now. in the dark in their lab through people 
Like yeah, it's it's so, been cropped. It's understandable, but you're like, come on, just stick your phone up a little higher. <laughs> like, oh no, nah, just know? let them wait. I don't even I don't even appreciate it. Just just let us let just release it. If you see it leak, yeah. just release the actual 4K video. I agree. I feel like so many people just wait and wait and wait. But I did see that that leak had gotten taken down. So apparently I... they're actively trying not to have that get out. But I don't think there's much else to talk about. Invincible Season 2 would probably be the only other thing. We're kind of slow with Star Wars right now. We just wrapped up Ahsoka. So unless there's something else you were uh, interested in talking about. Um, I, th- I think that's I think that's great. I think that's all I had for this this week. And we'll, uh, we'll catch up on anything else. If y'all have something that you want us to talk about, a show that you've watched in the past, or one, some of our favorite shows uh, we touched on, like uh, we can do some rankings. Hit us up at those uh, um, X... Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> handles and then the instagram and the instagram handles i'll I'll have both of those in the show notes for you guys so hey thanks for listening to the weekly fix we hope you catch you uh we catch you next week